Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2-gram net carb herb croissant or the 1-gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code yogagirl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am so excited for all of us to dive into this episode because this episode isn't just a regular podcast episode, it's actually a practice. Today on the show, we are going to process 2020. Just saying that, I get a little bit of goosebumps because there is something so big and intense about this year. And I know we all have a big need to actually contemplate everything that's come our way this year. To get really clear on what were our struggles? What did we learn from those struggles? In which ways have we grown? What are we grateful for? What are we leaving behind? What are we never, ever, ever returning to again? And also the big pieces around what still really hurts from this year. What do we want to leave behind before we dive into next week, which of course is going to be our super important intention setting podcast, getting ready for 2021. Before we can set our intentions and set our goals and dream and manifest and get into this beautiful vibration of creating, we have to process and heal and feel and let go of the things that came our way this year. So this podcast is an entire practice dedicated to processing 2020. I suggest you create a little bit of an altar space or sit down in a sacred part of your house bring a cup of tea or some water with you. Make sure you have your notebook or your journal and a pen. And then all throughout this episode, as I share little questions and journaling prompts for you to write about, pause the podcast and give yourself as much time as you need in each area. You might organically find that there are some questions and prompts that you just journal on for a minute or two, and then there are others that are going to open up big doors into yourself, where maybe you want to spend 10, 15, 20 minutes in one single area just to write. A little tip at the end of this podcast, if you have a friend, a loved one, a family member that also listens to this show or that also wants to do this practice in terms of processing the year, give yourself an opportunity to share and talk about it. At the end of writing all of this stuff down, of meditating on all of this, contemplating what this year really has been, talk it out, talk it through, share with someone, because it's really that final piece of letting something go is talking about it. 
It is my deep longing and wish for this practice to really serve you, to be of really, really true service to you when it comes to letting go of this year. That's been a hard year for all of us so that we can really invite and step into the year ahead. Have a beautiful practice. Thank you so much for being here and get ready for next week's episode, which is going to be a big intention setting ritual so that we can dream and create for 2021. Without further ado, let's start the practice of processing 2020. Here we go. Welcome back to the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Hi, my darlings. Hi, hi, hi. How are you doing? How is your life? How is your week? (laughs) How is it for you being this close to Christmas, which means we are this close to the new year, which means we are this close to 2020 being over? How are you doing right now? Like, let's just take a moment before we dive into this show to to do a little check-in. I mean, this is, can be so quick and easy, you know, just close your eyes, place your hand to your heart and ask yourself, how am I doing? And just see what comes from that, you know, that little immediate check-in. The way you would answer if someone you really truly love and trust asks you with a hand to the heart, you know, how are you? But ask yourself, it's a really good practice to have because we don't always have the other person there to ask us, right? Or maybe we have them, but we can't be physically close to them right now or or we are, you know, totally missing that kind of person in our lives. So it's important that we have that habit with ourselves, that little check-in. How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? Let's just take a breath, whatever is there. Inhale. And exhale. You can flutter the eyes open, or if you want to keep them closed, you choose. I wish I was face-to-face with you right now so that I could give you that moment of checking in. I wish I could hug you right now. I'm sitting here. I'm drinking a matcha latte. I'm sitting in my little podcast, A Throne. Just finished a five-day vacation slash staycation. Is a staycation only when you vacation at home, or does a staycation count if you like go away in your own country. I don't know. I decided to take a little vacation. I've lived in Aruba for 11 years and it never occurred to me that I can also vacation. (laughs) So many people come here just to vacation and then I just never did that. I, uh, I had the urge to be alone. I had the urge to to not be by my computer, to just have some time off. So I rented a house right on the ocean with this beautiful, beautiful dock right on the sea. And spent five days. I had two days alone. And then my best friend joined me who's here visiting right now. And then our friends and Dennis and Leah and everybody came. And we had just this wonderful, wonderful, easygoing, you know, no big deal time. And it's been amazing. So I'm sitting here right now drinking my matcha, feeling a little sunburnt. Like when I smile, I can sense my skin is like a little, you know, you know, that feeling of having been in the sun. And I know I'm talking to so many of you who like you look outside right now and it's dark and it's cold and it's, you know, that feeling, which normally I really miss at this time of year because I love Christmas time. I haven't had a white Christmas in over a decade. And, you know, the grass is always a little greener, even in the winter time. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I'm doing right now. And I am sitting here holding my journal also because I have prepped for this episode, which is something I never do. 
planned for this episode. I went to social media to talk about this episode because I feel like it's a really important component to closing out the year. Today, we are going to have a practice on this podcast where we process 2020. Just saying that, I got a little bit of goosebumps. <laughs> There's something about this year that is just... It's equal parts, you know, terrifying and equal parts magical. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe the terrifying is like leaning over or taking the lead for a lot of people around the world. But I really feel that it's this combination of really hard and really beautiful, you know, in terms of just for me personally, how much I've grown, how much I've learned how much has changed, you know, and that change was really hard and really terrible, but it led to something really good. And the reason I can kind of sit here and say, okay, I feel like the magic is is really big in this terrible year is because I did this practice of processing 2020 this weekend when I was on my little vacation. And it's such an important practice to have. We get so wrapped up in our New Year's intentions, which is a really important practice. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, at the end of every single year, I do a big intention setting ceremony or an intention setting ritual on this show. It is the longest podcast of the year by far. It's one of the most listened to episodes of the year by far. And it's a part of my own spiritual practice that I was just, that I am really excited to share with you every single year, because it's something that just has the potential to really change our year, you know, really change our lives. It's bigger than New Year's resolutions or the idea of, of like a new year, new me, I'm going to better something or improve something or, you know, change my life. It's, it's about aligning ourselves with the energy that we're longing to create for next year. So it's about feeling, you know, it's about being, it's about, it's about getting really clear on what kind of life we want to have. So if you've done those practices with me, then you know, you know, you're in for a little bit of a treat for the last episode of this year. And that's going to be next week's episode. So it actually happens because these episodes are out on Friday. January 1st is a Friday, but then the new year has already begun, right? So our new year's podcast is going to be out on the 25th, December 25th on Christmas day. We're going to have the new year's podcast out. And the reason we, we're going to have a whole week to, to listen to that episode, to do that practice, because for a lot of people, we want to break that practice up a little bit. We need time to sit with our, our resolutions, our new year, our goals, our intentions. You know, it's a big, 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 big thing. And I think for a lot of us, we get really wrapped up about the idea around setting goals, right? Intentions. What are we doing for next year? But we kind of forget that to get really clear on where we want to go, we have to process and sit with and understand and contemplate where we've been. So we can't really have a proper New Year's ceremony, a proper New Year's ritual without a ritual that also processes the year that's passed. And normally I do this in the same episode. So the New Year's intention setting episode has processing the past year. That's about half of the episode. And then the other half is intentions for the new year. And I just had this realization today when I was, I was sitting on my little dock on the ocean, just staring at the sea all these days, thinking to myself, just on my own journey throughout this year, you know, what 2020 really brought me 
the magnitude of this year, the heaviness of this year, the charge, you know, that heavy energetic charge that this year has had overall. And I just realized, man, I'm going to really need to sit down and just process the year. <laughs> like I just realized that for myself. Okay. Before I do my new year's intention setting ceremony, I need to, I need, I need to just, I need extra time because 2020 was so, so big. And when I realized that for myself, I kind of, of course, you know, make sense that probably you could need that as well. Right. So I went to Instagram and I asked, should we have a separate 2020 processing episode and not wrap it up in the intention setting ceremony? And the answer was a pretty resounding hell to the yes. A consistent body care routine is really important part of my self-care. I feel so much better when my skin is looking and feeling good. It's such a small thing that has a big impact on your overall day for your well-being. A consistent body care routine doesn't just promote healthy, glowing skin. It actually boosts our mental health, too. So give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare that provides results you can see and confidence that you can feel. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Butter is not your typical body butter. It transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin, and it's my absolute favorite. I use Osea's products religiously, and I have been for years. It really is the best out there. One of the best parts about the body butter is that it's non-greasy. I hate putting on body lotion and feeling slippery and sticky all day, but Osea's body butter absorbs right into your skin, leaving you feeling hydrated and ready to make the best of whatever is next on your agenda. And it's been shown to hydrate you for 72 hours after applying. Skincare is self-care, so this is a habit worth keeping all year round. With Osea, you will get clean, seaweed-infused products from a company with over 27 years of experience, making sure they are the safest for your skin and the planet. All of Osea's products are vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out with clean skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. So this is my first time ever having a, a podcast practice that's just dedicated to processing the year that has passed. And I'm really excited about it. I feel, hmm, I mean, I feel this year, it's somehow been the slowest year of all time. I mean, it is the year that that never ended. Like that's kind of how it's felt. But it's also just happened in the blink of an eye. Like we all still kind of feel like it's March or April because it's literally we had lost months. If there's such a thing, you know, in the middle of the year, lost plans lost celebrations, lost get-togethers. I mean, there's been so much loss this year. And that feeling of, 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 of having so much come our way, just knowing that this was a hard year, this was a big year, but not really having had that chance to sit with and actually process what came up, what the year really brought us, I think that can be a very, very, very challenging thing. I know for so many of us, we're just waiting for 2021. You know, it's kind of like 2021 is our knight in shining armor about to arrive and on a white horse and rescue us from the dumpster fire of 2020. But we can't be so quick, right? To just reach into the future and just go, everything's going to be fine. It's, you know, as soon as the, the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, everything's going to be okay. Because first of all, we know 
things don't really work that way. You know, of course, there's such a thing as closing out a chapter and beginning a new one. And there's something really big about January 1st. But we can't just wish for things to be different, right? We have to put some things into motion in our own lives to make our, our lives different, to make things become different. And the only way to do that is to sit with and recognize the things that have shifted for us this year, you know, by really honoring that, hey, here is the things that really hurt for me this year. What came out of that pain? Or here were my biggest struggles this year. Like what really was it that was the hardest for me? So it's not just like the whole year feels really hard and everything about it was difficult, but to get granular with our experience. What was it about this year that was so hard? How was that triggering for us? What does it remind us of in our past? And what did I learn from it? How did I grow from that? What big, big, big life-changing decisions did I make as a result of that? So that we get really clear on where we've been. You know, we got to know our past so that we can really step into the future. And that's what we are going to do today and right now. So uh, just a note before we dive in, you are going to need a notebook and a pen for this. Of course, you can use your phone and your notes app, but in terms of ceremony, in terms of ritual, really, really, really using uh, a notebook and pen. So you have that physical connection of putting pen to paper. I think it's, it creates a totally different experience. Also, just being able to put your devices away so that you can be really present here and just sit and write and breathe and feel and contemplate. And then if you want to grab a cup of tea or a big glass of water, go right ahead to make this practice extra special. If you have a little altar in your home, if you have a sacred area where you normally practice, maybe that part of your house where you normally roll out your yoga mat or where you meditate, sitting down in that area for this practice, even though we're going to be mainly journaling and not moving our bodies, just to anchor into the energy of the resources that helped you this year, to bring you back into the body so that you can really feel and look for that place of truth. So sitting by your altar or somewhere where you're comfortable and yeah, a sacred part of the house, it's a, it's a good place to be for these kinds of rituals. So let's begin by just closing our eyes for a moment. And then however you're sitting, if you can, just make sure you find a, a bit of comfort right now. And sometimes comfort, it's just a tiny shift of the body away. So maybe it's a little drop of the shoulders. Maybe it's a sinking back into your seat. Perhaps it's a little softening of the chest or of the belly. Make yourself comfortable here now. And then with the eyes closed, let's take a long, full breath in. Open the mouth and let it out. Give yourself a few moments right now to just arrive to the body, to feel what your experience of sitting here right now, the way you are, what this is like for you. What is it like for you to arrive to this moment? This moment right now about to begin this practice of processing the year, about to journal, about to breathe. This moment in time, you sitting right here. And also, what is it like for you to arrive to this moment in your life in terms of this time of year? getting really close to the very end of 2020, 
can take a moment to just acknowledge your life situation, what life is like for you right now in this moment, who's present in your life. What is your experience of just being a human being on this earth right now? What's that, what's that like? And then placing a hand to the heart, just continuing that steady breath. You can keep the inhales and exhales, just flowing gently through the nose. And giving yourself some space to just open the heart a little bit so we can get a little bit closer to what's actually true for you about your experience right now. Hmm. Then bringing your awareness and your attention to this year as a whole. So without getting too detailed about it, without going into the head, just staying in this feeling place right now. Your hand resting on your heart, your breath flowing in and out of the nose, you sitting here the way you are. What is the overall feeling that 2020 has brought you? If 2020 was a feeling, if you had to sum up the whole year in a feeling that maybe you can even call forth within your body right now, something you can touch a little bit or feel a little bit inside. What is the overall general feeling of 2020? And notice what, what comes up for you right now. So perhaps there's a bit of a physical response just to that. Maybe your body starts to shudder a little bit or you shake a little bit or you get a feeling of almost aversion or maybe you want to embrace. See if you start to lean forward about to really accept and dive into that feeling of this year or if you sense in your posture, maybe like you're leaning back a little bit, like you don't really want to step into that place. And just noticing this experience and anything that's shifting inside of you without judgment, right? Throughout this whole practice, no such thing as good or bad, no special way you have to be, right? It's just you sitting with your experience, you giving yourself space to listen to the truth of what this year has actually been for you. So what is that feeling of 2020? And the important thing of that is to really sit with what feels true for you right now. I mean, of course you've had, it's strange that I can say that about a whole year and know it's going to resonate for us all. Of course, we have all had truly terrible moments this year. So if I would ask you in the midst of one of those really terrible moments, what's the feeling of the year? Probably that feeling is really heavy, right? Or, or something that feels really, really, really challenging. And if I asked you at a really high point of the year or in a good moment, the answer would be different, right? So what we're looking for really is where you are now, you know, having lived through this entire year, you're on the other end of this year almost. What is the feeling of 2020? For me, when I really go into that feeling of right now, the word that keeps coming up it's not so much a feeling, but I can't get away from this, this word. Transformation. That's the feeling. <laughs> That's the feeling that I keep coming back to when I just feel into the year. Really, it's a feeling of change. 
of something major having shifted. Transformation, that's the, the feeling of the year for me, which involves a lot of expansion, also involves resistance, involves a huge amount of struggle and pain, and a huge amount of joy and freedom too. Transformation, that big shift, that big change, that's the overall feeling I have of the year. But see what's true for you. If you've had a lot of loss this year, if it's been thing after thing after thing, chances are the feeling of the year is just low, right? It's just heavy. Maybe it is something around grief, around sadness, confusion, fear. I think fear is a big theme for so many of us this year. Maybe this year has been mainly life-changing in positive ways for you and then feeling into that. So we don't have to label or decide what this year is going to be before we're really feeling into that, but just notice. That was an experience I had when I was really thinking about what my feeling would be for the year that's passed. I thought it would be something around terror, around panic, around fear, because I felt a lot of that this year. But actually, it's not what, I, what I'm feeling at all as truth. What I feel really is that feeling of transformation. And transformation for me actually is a very positive word. So where you are right now, the feeling of the year, just give yourself a moment to sit with that. Notice what it's like in the body, where in the body you can feel this moment. And just give it some space. Right? Without having to change anything. There's nothing you have to fix about 2020 right now. There's nothing you have to do. No one you have to save. Mm, nothing left to get done at all. Just feel. <sighs> Take a few breaths right here the way you are. Hmm. we're going to blink our eyes open. It's time for us to open our notebooks, open our journals. This might be the kind of journaling that you want to burn later. <laughs> Just saying, telling you that now before we start writing in case you want to begin a new page or in case you want to pick a notepad or something that isn't of value to you. I find that whenever I write, and especially if it's about letting go or processing or moving away from something, I often get the urge to burn it when I'm done. So just a little, little heads up about that. So right at the very top of a brand new page, 2020, you know, that's the year that's passed. And then from there, what is your feeling about this year right now? Right now, I feel. Just write that for a moment. Right now, I feel. So for me right now, I feel that this year has been a huge year of transformation for me. It's been life-changing in so many ways, not just because of the pandemic, for a lot of different reasons. It was life-changing for me already before the pandemic hit, but that's the feeling that I'm sitting with right now. Take just a sentence or two to write that feeling that you were experiencing in your body just now, just to write that down so you can really validate it, allow it, really hold it. And then from there, we're going to take a moment to just write down a little timeline of the year. And this for me is, is really, really helpful when it comes to really defining the big moments of the year, especially the things that truly did change my life. 
So in a normal year, usually how I define it or how I find my timeline is I look to travel because <laughs> normally me and my family, we travel a lot. So I would kind of think about the year and then, okay, what trips did we have and when did they occur? And that's my timeline to work from. For you, it might be something totally different. Chances are for all of us in this year, it's not going to be by travel. For me, it's, I haven't been anywhere, so it's definitely not that. But a timeline of the year, what are some milestones in terms of what happened in the year that's going to help you define 2020 and when things took place and what happened? So it could be just writing down all the months of the year, January through December, and then giving yourself a moment to linger on each month to see if there was something significant that came your way that month, right? So January this year, just taking a moment to look back, where were you at that time? Who were you with? What was your life like? Did something particular happen or come your way in January? That's worth making a note of, right? And then you just put next to January, you just put that little note like, oh, so for me, for instance, this year, January, I had just been in Tulum. We were in Tulum in December one year ago. <laughs> Feels like a different life. And then came home, had a really soft and gentle, beautiful New Year's Eve here in Aruba. And then we were home. So I didn't have anything big and noteworthy, but that's how I remember January. February, I went to Costa Rica. I had a retreat there and had a big life-changing thing happen in my family at the beginning of March. And then Corona hit. <laughs> So that, that was my timeline, <laughs> but then I can still define things. Okay. March, you know, Leah has her birthday in March, April, we were in quarantine, May, we were in quarantine, June, we were in quarantine. <laughs> so just take a moment. This is going to be the funniest timeline of all time. But if you can finding something noteworthy or something that can kind of help you define just so you have a little bit of a timeline for the year, this makes sense, right? It's to help us, to help us find a beginning and an end to the practices and to the things we're going to journal on. What has been your most noteworthy moment of this year? That's a big one. If you just look at the year as a whole, or maybe you glance at your timeline, what is your most noteworthy, your biggest moment of the year that if you just look at the year and you have to pick a thing, right? So it can be some experience that you had. It can be an epiphany that you had. It could be a life-changing thing that came your way. For a lot of us, I think it is stuff that came out of being quarantined, right? Out of being, experiencing this pandemic. So for me, actually, it isn't pandemic related, but it's something else. A really big thing that, that came my way this year is I set a boundary with my mom and I haven't had my mom in my life all year. And that moment for me, although it was completely heartbreaking, completely, you know, came out of so much pain and struggle, was a really year defining moment for me. It's that, that, that moment for me in the year that really changed a lot for me. So that for me is probably my most notable or my most noteworthy moment, like, yes. And then, yeah, I was quarantined for three months and didn't see anybody. Yeah, I was in a global pandemic. Yeah, we had to close our business. Yes, you know, a million other things happened. But take a moment for you just to arrive at what was that thing that when you look at the year that really was big, because maybe it's not the thing that you have in your mind, right? Maybe it's something else that actually left a bigger wave inside of you or that made a bigger change for you in your life. And then from there, we write our year at a glance. So in one long sentence right now, start <laughs> this sentence by writing down, in 2020, I. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing right now. Like this is not, 
Oh man, because it's so bizarre just reading what I what I've wrote written myself. But in 2020, I what did you do in 2020? And see what comes your way. Just start writing. Have it be one sentence. So kind of stream of consciousness writing right now, just so you can complete the things that just are in the front of your mind, front of your heart right now. In 2020, I. So for instance, for me, it's in 2020, I said goodbye to my mother. (laughs) I set a boundary for the first time in my life. I quarantined for three months. I thought the world was ending. I was convinced we were in the middle of the apocalypse. I lost 20 employees. I had to close my studio. I became closer to my husband and my daughter than I ever thought possible. I found out who my true friends really were. I moved my body like never before. I ate food like never before. I was terrified. I was so happy. I felt confined and stuck, and I felt so very free. I planted a vegetable garden. (laughs) I spent a lot of time by the sea and a lot of time on the couch. I rolled out my mat and also didn't roll out my mat. I lost so much money. I gained my sanity. I set rituals for myself that changed my life. I started rising at 5 a.m. every single day. I recorded podcasts every single week. I read more books than I thought was possible. I started running and then I stopped running and then I started running again. I cried more than I've ever cried in my entire life. I did dynamic meditation every day for 50 days. (laughs) And in essence, my entire life changed. Let's just think back to like, you know, say 2050, you're going to read these words again and just, just imagine yourself like 10, 20, 30 years from now, looking back at in 2020, like how many puzzles did you lay? How panicked were you about the world actually ending? You know, it's, it's so bizarre this year. So many of us have had, but writing that down just your year at a glance in one long sentence, it's a pretty beautiful way to just sit with what this year has taken and what this year has brought. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. So just imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have always loved learning languages. I speak four fluently. They're so interesting. And I've even noticed that sometimes the language you speak can influence pieces of your personality. Learning my husband's native language made us understand each other on a whole new level. Now Babbel has gifted me my own account and I can't wait to dive in. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you actually start speaking a new language. It's designed by real people for real conversations. And their advanced speech recognition is like having your own personal language coach to help you improve your pronunciation so you can get prepped and confident for real-world conversations. Just 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Overall, they have more than 13,000 hours of learning content, and you can browse more than 20,000 courses offered every month. 
Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash yoga. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash yoga, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash yoga. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, next journaling prompt. If you set a clear intention last year, how did that end up resonating for you? So you can write a brand new, brand new sentence. The intention I set last year was just to give yourself a little, little, little reality check. Last year, my word for 2020 that I picked was space. And I was really, that was, I I kept coming back to the word space, to the idea of space. I just wanted space. I didn't want to work. I wanted to be off. This was supposed to be my year to stay home and be a stay at home mom. And I just wanted space and I got so much space. I got more space than I than I ever could have imagined. I feel like like be careful what you wish for. I wished for space and I definitely got space. So what was your intention last year and how did it resonate? Did you get what you wished for? Maybe it didn't arrive in the way you thought it was going to arrive, but it came your way in a different way. Just take a moment to write a few sentences about last year's intention and how it actually resonated or didn't resonate with you. Now, this is important. What did 2020 teach you is a really big one. And oftentimes we need to journal on these big questions for a little moment. So of course, feel free to pause this podcast at any time and just write a little bit, especially if you encounter something big. What did 2020 teach you? So a sentence is 2020 taught me that. 2020 taught me that. What did 2020 teach you? For me, 2020 taught me that I am so much more resilient than I ever knew. That actually I can take really good care of myself. And that actually my obstacle often isn't that I don't have enough time, but it's that I'm focusing more on other people than I'm focusing on myself. 2020 taught me that when I take really good care of myself, there is nothing that I cannot do. There's nothing I cannot create. There's nothing that I cannot overcome when I take really good care of me. And taking good care of myself isn't always the thing I think it is in my head. Before I used to think, okay, taking good care of myself is just doing this much yoga in a week, drinking this much water in a day, you know, being off, doing these things, getting a massage. And now actually taking really good care of myself, it's tuning in to my own needs all throughout the day. It's not something I do, it's something I live. It's not something I add to my schedule at the end of a day, but it's something that I am, right? It's living every day in honor of my own magnificence, in honor of my own needs. And I don't know, I don't think I would have ever arrived to that place of knowing if it wasn't for the challenge of this year. So that's just one of the many things that 2020 taught me. So 2020 taught me that. And then an important variation of that for the next prompt. What did you learn about yourself in 2020? What did you learn about yourself? So they're not really the same thing, you know, what 2020 has taught us overall and what we have learned about who we are, right? Something I learned about myself that I really didn't know prior to this year was just how much fear was actually already in my system. 
you know, the fear that I was feeling around the beginning of the pandemic, it wasn't brand new fear that all of a sudden came my way because of the news or because of the things that were happening in the world. But what was happening in the world was triggering an already existing fear that was already present in my life. I just wasn't mindful about it. I wasn't aware of that. Man, I spent a lot of time in my day-to-day just not feeling safe, and I still do. But now that I know that that is a really important part of my life, navigating safety is a crucial, crucial thing, I can change how I approach myself in those hard moments. I can change how I beat myself up in those hard moments. So that's something I learned about myself in 2020. In 2020, what hurt? What hurt? What was painful? What did you struggle with? I would take a big section of time for this one. What hurt? What was painful? What did you struggle with? Because chances are right here, there is a lot, right? So of course, the the pain and the fear around this pandemic is one thing, but then everything it's triggered that's been triggered around that, you know, we haven't just had the pandemic and that was it, but it's also been how other people in our lives have responded to this kind of fear, right? Something I've struggled with a lot this year is seeing people's true colors. You know, there's something about being really pressured or having your back up against the wall that makes you show your cards, makes you show who you truly are. And I lost people in my life in terms of acquaintances and friends and and things like that, just from finding out, you know, who they really were in those really hard moments. And it's something I feel good and glad about right now because I had this I had this idea that anyone I've ever, you know, been friends with or connected with in my life, I have to stay with forever. And this year showed a lot to me in terms of I, I want to stay surrounded by people who have an energy that that lift me up, you know, versus people who drain me or, or tear me down. And this year really was one of those years where we were able to distinguish who really matters to us and who is really aligned with our own core values, with our own views about this world. And there are so many challenges and we've seen so much also in terms of, you know, there's been rioting, there's been uprisings, the Black Lives Matter movement, so important and so many conversations had around that, so many relationships challenged by that. So really write in all the ways, you know, you have collective things to write about in terms of what's been painful and you have deeply personal things to write about in in terms of what's been painful. Go toward everything that feels most urgent, right? Everything that feels most true. The next phase of that or next part of that prompt, what did those struggles reveal about yourself? those things you struggled with, that pain that you felt, what did that actually show you about yourself? So for me, for instance, realizing that I was spending a lot of time tending to relationships that were really one-sided and I didn't know, you know, I want to be liked. I want to please everyone. I want everyone to get along. I'm the Libra of all Libras. I focus so much on my relationships and the people in my life. But I didn't spend that much time nourishing myself, right? Or actually thinking about, is this relationship helpful for me too? 
and realizing that, that actually it's really important for me that, that the people in my life align with the same values that I have and that they give me as much as I give them. That's been something big that was revealed to me from that place of struggle. Next question. In 2020, what was wonderful? <laughs> what was truly wonderful about 2020? What was delicious? What was beautiful? Take a moment to sit with that. If it helps, you can close your eyes and just breathe a little bit. Regardless of how challenging this year has been for you, you have had some truly wonderful moments too. What was beautiful this year? For me, immediately what comes to mind is my family. You know, so much undisturbed, quiet time spent with my daughter that has been so beautiful. It's been, for her, I think, the best year of her life. You know, having so much time spent at home so much time spent with me, so much time spent without stress. I think about my husband and all the, all the games of Scrabble we played this year, how many card games we played this year, how much time spent just talking to each other in ways where we didn't talk in the same way last year, you know, not just because of time and having a lot of time together and but a different kind of settled, quiet energy that came along with spending so much time at home. Another beautiful thing that immediately comes to mind for me is nature and how much time I spent nourishing and cultivating our garden, for instance. That is, that connection to earth, that connection to earth mother is something I still sense in my whole body to this day and every day. Another thing that was beautiful is the many sunrises I've seen this year. I never saw so many sunrises that I have in 2020 in my whole life. So there's been so much beauty. There's been so much growth. Take a moment to really write about that. What was truly, truly, truly wonderful about this year? Are you ready for spring? I sure am. Over here in Sweden, I make it my business to get outside and get some sunlight on my skin each and every day. But in the winter, that can be really hard and your body will feel the effect of that. Did you know that 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Luckily, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You get nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. And the best part, you can trust what you are putting in your body because Ritual has the USP verified mark. That means that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. And only 1% of supplement brands are able to get this mark. So it's a big deal. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I have taken Ritual for years because of reasons like this. I love knowing that the ingredients in my vitamins are actually doing their job. Otherwise, what's the point? No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Next question. Who have you been the closest to? 
what person or what people have you been the closest to this year? Who have been those people that you've really spent the most time with, even maybe when you were in isolation, even if you isolated alone? Who was the friend you sent the most memes to? Who was the friend you called the most, the person you texted the most, the person that was there for you when you were having a bad moment? Who have you been the closest to in 2020? Take a moment to really journal on that person or on those people. Maybe lingering with a few breaths just of gratitude for the fact that you've had them in your life, that they have been this present with you in 2020. Imagine for a moment what this year would have been if you didn't have them there. Whoa, would have been an entirely different experience altogether, right? So who have you been the closest to? Spend a little time journaling on that. Now, what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? If you look at 2020 as a whole, what are you grateful for? And trusting that even in the hardest moments, even in the things that you don't want to relive, you know, that you never want to have to experience again, what came out of those experiences that today you do feel grateful for? What changed inside of you at the end of those challenges? What about 2020? Can you actually feel sincere gratitude for? And if you want here for this section, I love this practice. Start each sentence with thank you. And just write, thank you, Dennis, for instance, my husband, for being there by my side every step of the way. Thank you, Leah, for bringing me so much joy every minute of the day, for reminding me of what's truly, truly important in this life. Thank you, dogs, you know, my dogs. Oh, thank you. What would this year have been without them, you know, without that urge and need to be outside, to be playful, to cuddle, to hold that closeness that comes just from from having a pet in your life, from having animals close by. Thank you. Start each sentence with thank you and then write something new you are thankful for when it comes to 2020. The people that were here, the animals that were there, the places that have been special to you, the practices that you are grateful for, the parts about yourself that you are grateful for, And just write that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And see how far you get before you have to really pause and start to look for things in the year. Trust me, you'll have some flow here. Once we get into that flow of gratitude, you'll be surprised at how much gratitude you can actually find. Next question. We're getting to the end here. So spend some time on these last couple of questions and prompts so that you really get to the heart of each topic. Okay. What is a hard lesson you don't want to ever have to learn again? What is a hard lesson that you learned in 2020 that you don't ever want to have to learn again? Something you never want to repeat. Ooh, I can sense the magnitude behind that question, right? Because I think we each have something really, really big that we had to learn a really hard way. And maybe for you, it's something that keeps repeating in your life, right? It's that lesson that, man, I can't believe I have to learn this yet again. You know, that thing that came your way in a hard way that you don't want to have to repeat. What is that? 
for me, the boundary I've set with family members and with people in my life this year, I don't ever want to get back to that place where I'm not setting any boundaries. I don't ever want to feel taken advantage of or stepped on ever again. But for me, that hard lesson of learning how to set real boundaries in my life is probably the most life-changing lesson I learned this year. And I don't want to lose it. I don't want to have to repeat that feeling or those experiences of, of having boundaries crossed or not having any boundaries set in the first place. Yeah, 2020 was a big year about boundaries for me. So that's one hard lesson I don't want to have to learn again. Take a moment to sit with that for yourself, that hard lesson you don't want to have to learn again, something you don't want to repeat from this year. Let's pause here and take a huge breath in. Open the mouth and let go. What are you leaving behind in 2020? Mm, This is such a big one. What are you letting go of? What are you putting down? As you close the door to 2020, what are you leaving behind? What are you putting to rest? What are you letting go of? Man, I'm leaving behind the fear, the worry for my own safety, the worry for my family's safety worry about the whole world, that kind of fear that kept me from sleeping at times. I'm leaving that behind. I'm not bringing that with me into next year. Mm -mm. Not having any boundaries with important people in my life. I'm leaving that behind. I am not taking that with me. Mm -mm. Setting other people's needs higher than my own. No, not doing that in 2020. Give yourself some space here. What are you leaving behind or letting go of? something you're not bringing with you into the next year. And then finally, our final question to process this year, what are you taking with you? What are you taking with you? What gems, what jewels, what little nuggets of gold, what epiphanies, what realizations, what beautiful lessons of growth are you bringing with you into 2021? And give yourself enough time to really write about this that you can clearly define what has been valuable for you this year. Even if this year does feel like a dumpster fire, I just love saying that word, I don't know why. Even if it does, get really clear on what good things came out of that, where you grew, what you learned, what you're grateful for, what transformed. Maybe in the midst of that fire, things actually burned away that you don't need anymore, right? Maybe it revealed something truly important to you about yourself or about the world. What are you taking with you into 2021? Hmm, let's take a long, deep breath in and a long, deep breath out. At the very end of this practice, so you have tons of questions, tons of prompts that you've been sitting with right now. Give yourself a little bit of space before you close this practice to just free write. Anything that is left lingering inside of you, or if you look over the questions that you've already answered or the prompts you've already gone into, if there's one area where you felt you could go a little bit deeper, 
or one area that felt extremely important, almost urgent, right? Where you can just sense in your body that, wow, this is important. Well, then return to that and just write. Maybe set a timer right now for 10 minutes just to free write, a couple of pages, a few moments just for you to write your heart out about 2020, to write your heart out about this year. Because you know what? The more you write, the more you talk about this, the more you share, the more you feel what actually was there, the more you process. And what we process, we don't have to relive again. And eventually this year will become this story that you tell without too much attachment, right? Without that feeling of heaviness dragging you down, but just this year that you had that really changed your life, right? Where we can feel really clear and proud that there are certain things we are bringing with us into next year and really clear and proud of the fact that there are things that we are leaving behind to never return to ever again. Now to close this practice, let's take a moment just to close the eyes, place your hands somewhere to the body, maybe to the heart, maybe to the belly, and take a moment right here to feel. Take a moment right here to feel. It's the end of December right now. You made it through this entire year. And yes, 2021 is just around the corner. And yes, 2021 can be this knight in shining armor. But remember the purpose that came out of you living through what you lived through this year. That there is importance and weight and something truly powerful about really holding yourself the way you are right now. To not rush to skip into the next great thing, right? but also knowing and acknowledging that there's going to be parts about next year that are going to be hard too. But there's going to be another version of you meeting those hard things. It's going to be the version of you that lived through everything you lived through this year that will meet the next hard things that come your way. And of course, hopefully 2021 will be filled with beauty and joy and ease and rest and all the things we long for in our lives. And before we dive into that practice, which will be next week, setting our intentions, getting into goal setting, getting into manifestations, getting to dream, right? Really aligning with that beautiful frequency of dreaming. There's something so hopeful and beautiful about that. Taking this year to process what's left to be processed. Letting yourself feel your feelings, cry when you need to cry, yell when you need to yell, continue coming back to yourself, giving yourself space to feel. The year is almost done. And here we all are, together. Let's take a big breath in. Open the mouth. Blink the eyes open. Thank you so much for joining me for this practice today. It's been so helpful for me. I'm still not done. I'll be processing all throughout the rest of the week. But make sure you feel done with this process or as done as you can be in terms of contemplating, thinking about journaling on what this year has been so that when we enter our big intention setting practice next week, you feel ready for what's ahead. I love you so much. 
you've done a fantastic job this year. Just thank yourself and hold yourself for making it through to this point. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a beautiful rest of the day and a beautiful rest of the week, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and joining me for this practice to process 2020. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find them at yogagirl.com slash podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.